what everybody else got to say. If you constantly got your eyes on what everybody else doing, you ain't getting no money. When it comes down to closing the deal, I get you done. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Coinology. And I'm sitting here across for none other than Miss Coriel. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm so, I have to actually um, introduce you properly. Okay. My soror. This is me. Coriel. Yes, okay. Thank you so much for coming in. I'm so happy to have you here for season two of Coinology. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, when we were working on the list, we, we had a phenomenal, phenomenal first run, first season. And then the team was like, okay, we got to top it. Who, who can we get? Who do we want? And so I started really thinking and brainstorming, thinking and brainstorming and spent hours going through social media, looking, thinking. And then your page popped. I was like, yeah, I've been watching this young lady for a long time. I said, this girl is bad. It's bad. So I wanted to have you come in and, and thank you so much for taking the time out because I know you're very, very busy. I got a little something going on, but I'm excited. I know it because you have your own podcast, right? I do. But I love, I love podcasting period mine being on other people so I love it how long have you been podcasting I started my podcast in 2015 okay so you've been in this thing for a Before long time it was the thing to do okay because you called me an OG when I told you when I pledged yes. so you are OG I'm an OG in the, in the podcast <laughs> yes you're OG so <laughs> so why did you start podcasting you know I actually started out with the blog talk radio show okay and then someone invited me to be a guest on their podcast and I had never even listened to a podcast, was unfamiliar with what podcasts even were. And then I loved it. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, wait a minute. This is like a natural transition from blog talk radio to being able to basically create my own platform. Mm-hmm. And so um, I started it as Confessions of a Workaholic to share the untold success secrets of fearless female entrepreneurs. I am well connected with a lot of amazing women. Mm-hmm. And so the podcast was just my way of being able to use my platform to connect them with my people. So how has it helped your business? Oh, tremendously. It's helped my business. Mm-hmm. The, my podcast is that thing that when people stop me in the streets and they say, you know, you got me through X, Y, and Z, or you helped me do, it's always the podcast. Mm-hmm. My podcast or my events, but a lot of the times it's the podcast where they're like, yo, that one episode, you know, really made me feel like I can do this mm-hmm. or I can, mm-hmm. I, I can stop doing this and be able to transition into what I really want to do. So One of the things that you and I talked about before is that we actually love it. It's therapeutic, mm-hmm. right? It actually, I actually did not want to start when I started and now you can't shut me up, yeah. right? Yeah. But, you know, the thing, the challenge is, is that everybody's not really doing this thing right. But I don't know that there's a right or wrong way. But what are some of the things that you've noticed in this podcast space that people are kind of messing up on? Can I be honest? Be honest, please. I feel like the fellas, it's the men. I think the, <laughs> when I see the posts that are like, yo, throw the podcast equipment away, it's always the men's podcast. And I... I definitely have a soft, I'm, you know, I've been in the women empowerment space for, mm-hmm. you know, a very long time. So I definitely have a place in my heart for women, but I've been the home girl my whole life. So mm-hmm. I definitely have, you know, a lot of male friends too, but sometimes men, you know, they say things and they mean well, but it doesn't always translate. So I think a lot of the barbershop conversations are being had on podcast mm-hmm. platforms and we see just these clips 
on social media so we don't see the full conversation. And when you see some of those clips sometimes, it's like, really? And I think that is what sometimes is giving people, you know, a, a, bad. a bad taste. Yeah. Do you think that those conversations relate to maybe the men who connect with that? Obviously. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, people are listening. These these clips are going viral. You know, so somebody is, there's always, you know, as many people are saying throw away the podcast equipment, there's as many equally amount of people that are like, yes, somebody's finally saying it. So that's, right. I, that's what I do appreciate about podcasts, though. Mm -hmm. It's like you can connect with someone. Somebody's going to feel you, you know. And so it a lot of times gives someone um, who doesn't have a podcast, doesn't have a platform, doesn't mm -hmm. necessarily have a voice someone that they can connect to where they don't feel like, okay, I'm the only one going through this or I'm the only one feeling this way. So. Well, I think that the other good thing about the whole space is that anytime you do anything that hasn't been done before, people tend to tell you you're doing it wrong. Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. shouldn't do it this way. I bet you it goes all the way back. Let's go all the way back because I'm sure you've probably been hearing that your entire life, right? Because where you are today, I'm sure when you were 15, you didn't expect that to be your, your end, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, this scene look different. <laughs> Let's talk about who is Coriel. Where are you from, Coriel? I'm from the suburbs of Chicago. I always gotta say suburbs because you know Chicago girls get a get. They got a little. <laughs> <laughs> they got a little something, something to come with. So I'm from the suburbs. Okay, okay, not from the city. Okay. Um, but um, I've always been kind of the person that was like going to the beat of my own drum. Like I've never been a go along to get along. Mm -hmm. Just a part of the crowd. I've always kind of done my own thing and that you know sometimes got me in trouble when I was younger um, great great grades great grades I was okay. a great student but I was the one that was you know running my mouth talking too much <laughs> but my grades you couldn't say much to me because I was your grades my, I always my got the talk too much mm -hmm. too talkative yeah I always tell I look back now and I tell my teachers all the ones who were too talkative they're the we, ones that made it we doing our thing yeah. right because yeah. we stepped out the box mm -hmm. I'm the now this is not telling people to misbehave in class right, right, right. but but you know but you know I, I used to be a teacher mm -hmm. and the the, it takes some skill to be like the bad student. You know, like they're usually, <laughs> I mean, they're usually not just bad. Right. You know, they're creative. They are, their mind is going a million miles a minute, which mm -hmm. is why they're sometimes disruptive, which is why sometimes they're done with their work and then they're looking for other things to do. So I think we lump you know, bad into just this one category. But a lot of times, you know, I connected with the bad student. Not because I was, I don't think I was bad, but I was definitely Doing my own thing. I had questions. Like, mm -hmm. you're not just going to tell me. And you're not I'm still just, that way. I'm the I'm same way. I'm not just going to go along just because you said this is the thing to do. And luckily, I won't say my parents. I will say my father mm -hmm. kind of um, nurtured that mm -hmm. in that mm -hmm. you don't have to just go along with what everybody tells mm -hmm. you. Like, it's okay to stop and ask questions and do things your way and come to your own conclusion. That's something else we have in common outside of the sorority. My father, I, I, I basically attribute a lot of my success mm -hmm. to him as well because he actually gave me the confidence to be able to say, you can say what you want to say, do what you want to do, and guess what? I got your back. Yep. And when you know you have that support, it allows a young lady to feel that much more confident. Yep. So that says a lot. So you came from a two-parent home. I did, yeah. All right. So was college always a part of the equation? Was that, where, did you have any choice not to go to college? Yeah, so I came from a military family, actually. Okay. So both of my parents um, were in the Marines. My sister went to college for a year, and then she ended up going to the Air Force. So I never was, like, pressured. You know, I, we weren't having the conversations when I was 10, like, what school are you going to go to? Mm -hmm. Again, that was something that I came up with. That was mm -hmm. something that I decided. And my parents, both of them, they knew who I was. So they realized very early on that I was the type of, of child, even if the answer is no, I'm going back and forth in my head like, well, 
is the punishment going to be worth You know, like, I'm not just going <laughs> to take the no. I'm going to think through the no. Like, is it worth me doing it anyway? Like, mm-hmm. what are the consequences going to be? And so they knew very early on that they weren't going to force me to do anything. Like, I was going to make up my mind, mm-hmm. and we were all just going to have to deal with the consequences. So do you think you chose college because that was what was told to you, that you needed to go to school next? Or did you actually have a desire to go? Oh, I wanted to go. Okay. I wa- I mean, I'm, I wasn't going to the military. Like, I don't have that attitude. I was... Yeah. <laughs> I did not have the right <laughs> attitude to... to like, I, I don't want to say I don't deal with authority well, but I probably don't deal with authority well. The telling me what to do thing is a thing that's a always thing. been consistent over my life. Uh-huh. Um, and thankfully, it worked out because, you know, that can go. It can go either can, way. Yeah, that can go very, mm-hmm. very bad, too. But that was never an option to me. And so in my mind, yes, that was the only other thing. It's like military or college. Those In my mind, those were the two choices. So how did you choose education? I've always wanted to be a teacher. I mean, I was like seven, eight years old in the basement with my students who were my stuffed animals. Like I was the one that wanted the chalkboards mm-hmm. to play with and the dry erase, but like that, that was me. It, I don't, I don't know where it came from. Cause it's been in me for so long. It's the bossiness. Is that what it yeah, is? Yeah. I had the same thing. I was telling my doll babies what to do. Mm-hmm. I was writing on the back of my door in my room. My mom was so angry cause she kept saying, you're messing my wood doors up because I was using a chark and she, it, it, I get in trouble every week. But I did not care. I, I did was something about bossing around these Is Barbie dolls. Yeah, it was Barbies and teddy bears. But I was and I even created fake little um, homework and mm-hmm, graded mm-hmm, them mm-hmm. and all that other stuff. Yep. OK, so then you go off to college. Right. Yes. And then Shout you, out to Tennessee State. OK, Tennessee State yes, University. Ma'am. Right. And then you decide to follow the the the. Again, the good girl route, mm-hmm. right? You were studying education. You became a member of the sorority. The sorority. Yes, the sorority. I didn't even say the name. The to. sorority. Yes. All right. And then you graduated, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So you did everything by societal norms. I everything did. was perfect, right? So what made you say, um, I don't want to do this anymore? So I did not make it through my first year as a teacher without feeling... No, 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 I, I stayed. Okay. But okay. I did not make it through my first year without feeling like, okay, no. Like, I, not I can't do this, but I can't do this forever. Mm-hmm. You know, like, something has to give. And honestly, it was... Something didn't sit right with me, the fact that... And this still exists, at least I think it does. Mm-hmm. But you can go on any county website mm-hmm. and look up their pay scale. And it will literally say, year one, you make this. Year two, you make all the way down to, like, year... 30. Mm-hmm. It'll tell you what you make. And it did not sit right with me that I had a predetermined cap on the amount of money I could make, regardless of how good you re- were. And that was the thing. I loved teaching. So mm-hmm. I was going above and beyond. I was doing after school programs. I was a grade level chair. I was making the bulletin boards and making working on the weekends, creating mm-hmm. all of this stuff. And then there were teachers down the hall that had been there 10, 15 years that were like watching TV all day or like just printing off worksheets. And they were getting paid, whatever that scale Mm -hmm. said, based on how many years they had been there. And that, I'm all about fairness. Like I think it's the Libra in me, Mm -hmm. but it's got to be fair for me to stick around. And so that did not sit well with me that somebody outside of the school who had never met me before, who had no idea what I was bringing to the classroom had already determined what I was worth. And today, the teachers have to go through so much more. They have to even worry about is it's, it's like going into Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. 
It's and a I war zone. And I never had like bad kids. Like I taught in Rockdale County. It was the black school in Rockdale County, but it was Rockdale County. Mm-hmm. It wasn't APS. It wasn't mm-hmm. DeKalb County. Mm-hmm. I have a friend who's a teacher right now and lit- she teaches fifth grade. Mm. That's the thing. Yeah. But two students have brought guns to school. Oh. And it's, we're at the beginning of the school year. So, it's, so those are things that I'm like, girl, I'm praying for you. Well, okay, you came from the inner city. So do I, well, you were in the suburbs mm-hmm, of Chicago, mm-hmm. so you probably, I came from the inner cities, right? Mm-hmm. And back then when I was in school, there was, there was violence, mm-hmm. but, but people were bringing guns to school if they brought them to hurt one person, the person they were going after. They were not going to kill up the, the school. Mass, yeah, yeah. Are you noticed, I mean, before you left, did you notice there was some type of shift? Well, like, what's going on with these kids that's making them, what's the shift? I think I got out before the shift. Okay. Um, and, and like I said, I didn't, it wasn't a, it was a Title I school. You know, it was like low economics. It, it definitely was all of that, but it wasn't like teaching in Chicago. But you're not seeing in Title I schools right now, they're not the schools that, the folks oh, coming yeah, in shooting yeah, up the yeah, masses. Yeah, yeah, Title yeah. One schools. That's not it. Yeah. something is going on. I don't know if it's. I can't just say it's social media that's mm-hmm. causing these kids to shoot up. I know that it's the, it's the games and all of that, but it's a, a lot of anger. Yeah, I was gonna say, and there's even a video I just saw the other day with like a little girl that was like going through the classroom, just like knocking stuff down, and it's like these kids are angry Mm -hmm. like they are and I know like mental health didn't just become a thing Mm -hmm. so I don't know why we're seeing it so I don't know I don't know it is something I don't know if it's in a diet it just really makes me wary but Mm -hmm. let's move on to you okay okay so then you decided um after how many years of teaching four four Four. so what did the transition look like into entrepreneurship as far as entrepreneurship because I know that was a scary move right it was a scary move and it wasn't one that I just like, I don't have that story where I just took a leap of faith. Like, mm-hmm. you see on social media, they're like, you know, I just everybody said, my, just quit, quit and don't figure do it out. It. Don't do <laughs> not do not do it. Um, but I was actually I got engaged my third year. OK, I got engaged my third year um, and and I ended the engagement um, November of my my last year. My last I year saw that year. was a very instrumental change. That was you, right. I mean, that was like what led to it was like a domino effect after that. Before we get, let's talk about that a little okay. bit, right? Because how many? So what was it that made you call it off? Oh, it should have never been on. It was me realizing that it. This was a. I say it was like a whirlwind relationship because we literally met in March, and by November mm-hmm. I had called it off. We were engaged by June, so it was literally like a. Was he in a fraternity? He was not in a fraternity. He was just a regular day. Regular. But was it something about society that made you feel like I need to be getting... Oh, for sure. A thousand percent. uh, It was was, a pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was a pressure I probably put on myself, but it was... And I think all women kind of have like this timeline in their head. And your friends. And your your friends get married and engaged. It it wasn't necessarily my close friends. It was like Facebook. Mm -hmm. You would log on to Facebook and there's a wedding announcement. You're getting Uh engaged. You're having a baby. Like all of the things. That can make people depressed. Oh, it does. It does yes. make you depressed, and, for sure. Because uh-huh. we're, and then especially when, like you said, you followed like all of the steps. So, mm-hmm. you know, you went to school, you got the degree, now you have the job. I had bought my first property. Mm-hmm. So it was like, what's next? You, the the next only thing, thing to get married, yep, have got, children, get married and have kids. That's what's next. Right. And you can't control that like you can control all of the other things. So it was almost like a desperation to do the next mm-hmm. thing. And mm-hmm. that led me to falling into, I don't want to say a trap because, you know, it was a conscious decision. But, but it's a lot of women into, out here like that, yeah, right? Falling into just 
settling for what you can get instead of waiting for what how you much deserve. of that was I want to post a picture of me and him and put goals behind it. You know it, how much of so it was, was that? This was 2010. Okay, so it was um, it was before. I feel like that was like the thing. The thing. Because Instagram, I don't know when Instagram came out, but I don't think Instagram was around then. Okay. It was like. And it, if it was, it was a baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. Baby, so it yeah. wasn't like how we have like all day long. Like mm-hmm. we are, you know, if you ain't buying properties and buying Lambos and mm-hmm. doing all the things, it wasn't that then. Mm-hmm. So I think it was more internal pressure. It wasn't so much, I want to publicly do this. Thing. Okay. And I'm, okay. A, I'm a very private person anyway, mm-hmm. so I don't. That's not my goal. Okay. Okay. But you know, there's a lot of people. Oh, yes, for sure. All they want to do is be able to post a picture to say goals. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And they're miserable, Mm -hmm. but they want to be able to say, right. So the pressure, though, was okay, let me hurry up and get into this relationship. Mm -hmm. November, how did you have enough guts to say, I'm not going to do this. You know what did it? So, okay, you know, hindsight is 2020. I can literally, he, I know. Like now, my mature self, I know he has some mental health issues. At the time, and again, forgive me, y'all. Don't put no bad comments under this video for this. (laughs) I just, I'm being honest. Mm -hmm. All I said to myself was like, this guy's bipolar. That's the only thing that was Mm -hmm. all in, that's the only thing that I could relate to the behavior that I was seeing because it was literally like a night and day. Mm -hmm. You just wake up mad or you mad because it's Tuesday. Like it was literally like always Mm -hmm. something. And in my mind, it's just like, oh, he's bipolar. Like, I don't know what's wrong with him, but that's what I would say. Mm -hmm. And so it was that the entire time. Like he was consistent in being what I consider to be like, crazy again don't cancel me for this but mm-hmm. i'm just telling y'all mm-hmm. my truth mm-hmm. um and so literally we met in march the first time i remember him like doing something that i felt like was okay something was a little off that was like may mm-hmm. so it was two literally and that was before we got engaged so it was literally okay. two months in when mm-hmm. i'm like okay something is off and then from there it was literally just like a consistent thing where it was like Every other day, every other week. Um, now, did you stay because you loved them, or did you stay because I you felt because like I had to follow through? I stayed through? because we had gotten engaged so quick. We got engaged in June, which you know, me again, being a mature woman, mm-hmm. I know that there was a reason behind all the rushing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And and it worked for a little while because by the time we had gotten engaged. And we were meeting each other's families, and we had the engagement, the dinner, pressure. And I bought the dress. Mm-hmm. We had planned the wedding. We had the venue. It's like when you have all of those things. You, those are just more reasons why you're not going to turn back. It's like more reasons. So why you think you he knew I needed to oh, lock sure. her down? Oh, a thousand. Mama percent. probably told him a too. Th- when he really like the first time he really cut up. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm a private person, so I'm not about to call my friends and mm-hmm. tell them how crazy he is. I'm not about to call my mama, so I mm-hmm. call his mama, mm-hmm. his parents actually. And literally, like the first thing I think it was his dad. The first thing they said when I was calling them, they were like, "Oh, he's still doing that." It wasn't like a, nobody was surprised. It was like, mm-hmm. this is him. And I feel like, so y'all knew that I was in the lion's mm-hmm. den and y'all mm-hmm. was just like dressing it up like this was all. Well, you know what mamas are trying to do. Mamas, their sell end them goal. Sell off to somebody else. Well, not only just sell them off, but the end goal is you want to make sure that when you close your eyes, the very last time you close your eyes, that your baby is going to be okay. Your son. That, that somebody's going to take gonna care okay. of your baby. Mm-mm. No. Is he still single? I don't know what he is. I have not seen him. I bumped into him at a at a happy hour or something maybe a year later. That we that was like maybe 2011, 2012. I've mm-hmm. never seen, heard or anything nothing ever again. No. So, what happened to the dress? 
Oh, girl, that dress stayed at that store. I didn't even go pick it oh, up. Oh, you didn't go pick it up. Did mm-hmm. you lose the deposit? And I all lost that? everything. Oh, I didn't man. Even Mom and them was hot, I right? I didn't even care. They, once, they, once they learned all that had been going on, nobody mm-hmm. like. Everybody was glad that you were strong enough. Yeah. Because, you know, this is the thing. A lot of times people are pressured because of all of the noise. Everybody mm-hmm. knows what is Auntie going to say? We didn't put the money down. But you said, because I think about Kim Kardashian and Kanye, and Kanye's my boy. So talk about Chicago, big ups to Kanye. That's my boy. But Kim had to have seen and known what she was getting into prior. And same with him, because he's doing all this posting about who she what? is. It's like, but and she it's was burning okay me. with that when y'all you and you that. worried about what's gonna happen to Shy and North, and then don't want to have them pimp. You knew who you were producing with, so you knew who you were producing, and you knew who the grandmother was. You knew what the family was, so how can you complain? So again, I, and that was my whole thing on the on the backside of the relationship. Mm-hmm. I never felt like. I never went through the blaming thing. Like, you were just such a terrible person. I mean, I do think he was a terrible person, but mm-hmm. there was something in me that attracted that. And I was always willing to hold myself accountable to what were you going through that you went through this? What were so you when you broke you... up with him, mm-hmm. how did you do it? Oh, so that's what you were asking me. Like, what was it at the end of eight months? Yeah. So, to be a thousand percent honest, I went to homecoming. I went back to Tennessee State, and mm-hmm. that was like a big argument that we had because he wanted me to take him to homecoming. And now if you went to HBCU, <laughs> you already know you, not that you can't bring a significant other to, to your homecoming, mm-hmm. but he was cutting up. He didn't know how to act. So there's no way that I'm about to bring you around my people and you're going to embarrass me. Like he's going to have to be real good because you're a sorority yeah, too. And, and you know the AKA is having this listen, event, that event, da-da-da-da. I'm not doing that with you. I'm not it's doing It's going to be a bunch you. of, yeah. He was the type of person, I mean, it's just so crazy to even think that I was with this person. But he was the type of, like, he would, like, embarrass me for real. Like, he couldn't be mad now and then we talk about it in the car. He going to be mad now and we're going to have to argue about it right now, whether we at dinner, whether we at, it don't mm-hmm, matter. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm a very private person. I want to keep my business to myself. He wasn't like that. He didn't care. And I'm non-confrontational. So I don't want to argue with you mm-hmm. anyway, ever. And so in my mind, it's just like, you're going to get up here and embarrass me. Like, there is no way you're coming with me to homecoming. So that was already a thing. Mm-hmm. So when I got to homecoming, it was literally like a calling me all day long. What are you doing? Where you at? Yada, mm-hmm. yada. To the point where he he was literally, he ended up like threatening to come to Nashville and as crazy as he was, I was never, like, scared. Mm-hmm. I, you know, laughed it off most of the time. And so when he said, I'm going to come to Nashville, I was just like, you just going to come to the city? You know, you don't know where I'm at. What do you mean? <laughs> you just going to come to Nashville and get me? You know, right. like, it was like, this is crazy. But being at homecoming, it was kind of like, remember who you are. Mm-hmm. That is what I went through. Like, girl, remember who you are. Mm-hmm. So getting back to school and not necessarily, like, seeing my options but just being back in Uh-oh, that. Uh-oh, seeing not them that. options. Not even I that, hope you're going to check in for them cues, girl, because you know them we, cues. We didn't have no cues. Oh, we didn't okay, have, they were off the yard. Cues are dangerous. No, no. We Watch were, out. They were off the yard. I didn't, have to, <laughs> I didn't have to go through that. I didn't have to experience that. Okay. Um, but no, just being back in that mode of mm-hmm. being the store roar, like being, doing the thing. Being things, that girl. Being that girl. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you really fooling with this. You know, mm-hmm. like, so... It, the math wasn't mathing, and I yeah. realized it. And literally, I called him while I was there, told him I was done. And we were already in the middle of arguing, so it wasn't like out of the blue. I just called him and was like, I'm done. But I literally told him, like, I don't want to do this anymore. We were He had moved in with me, which is a whole other thing. Mm-hmm. And it was literally like, you know, 
you got to go. And I never saw him again. So he so left before you came back? I told him you needed to be out before I got back. Now, you're lucky that he left. He because did. most times it's we a go. whole lot of drama. Yeah. Yeah. They're not getting out. Because that's the thing about what I tell people. When you allow somebody to move in, mm -hmm. really be sure about what you're getting yourself into. Because you can't just normally just get them out. Yeah. I don't know what it was that I think he realized, like, because I had been done so he you know, had, several times. So he had some um, pride about himself then. I don't know. Well, to me, for he him to get something. up and get, get to moving, because a lot of people who don't have any pride for themselves, they're going to sit right there. You know, I think that, I don't know. I can't even speak for him, but mm -hmm. thank God. You well, know? and then you moved on from that, right? And I moved, yeah, yeah. And so that birthed something else for you, right? Yes. So what came from that? So, again, coming out of this engagement where I had been preparing, even though it was only for eight months, but I had been preparing to be a wife. Like, that was, if you were to ask me, like, what's my life goal? I want to be a wife and a, and a mother. Like, that's really? what I want. Now, entrepreneurship so, is great, but. Really? When you were in, so in college, if somebody said, Corio, what are you going to be when you grow up? A wife and a mother. So, because I had a, I had a line sister, mm -hmm. Era. Era's my girl. And I used to get on her case all the time mm -hmm. because I've always been ambitious. And I used to ask her, what are your end goals? What do you want to, I just want to have a station wagon, my four oh, kids. Yeah, she wanted a station wagon, <laughs> a Volvo station wagon at that. And she wanted to drop kids off and pick them up and make cookies. And I was like, why are you How here? How is that your goal? Yeah. How is that your goal? Why are you in college? Why are you here? So I didn't ever want to be a housewife. Okay. I, but I was very okay with being a teacher, and teachers don't make no money. Like, and by I, the way, there's nothing wrong with being a housewife. No, 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 not no. saying that. Listen, that's a job. It is. It's a big job. I'm just wondering, like, so you just I you, did not have any desire to be a boss, be an entrepreneur, okay. make a lot of money. That was not you wanted on my your radar. dude to take care of you. I don't know that I wanted that. I just wanted to have a family. You wanted to be a family. I was going to earn my keep as a teacher, but that wasn't much earning, you know. But, right. And I was okay with that. So you Making were good money with, was not my goal. You were good with being a good societal person. Yes. Going to work every day, being a teacher, being coming home, Being a great home, teacher, being cooking, a great mother, being a great wife. Doing that's, the sorority stuff on the weekends. That's what I wanted to do. Soccer. Yep. Da, 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 but, yeah, okay. Yep. So then life hit. Life hit me. So then you decided to say four years in... So I didn't okay. I didn't necessarily make the decision. I was ashamed to have called off this engagement. Oh, so you did have everybody shame. knew. Oh, a thousand percent. Everybody knew I was engaged. You know, I had like written this letter to God, which is how I thought I had manifested this man. I had told everybody this story, and when that blew up in my face, it was embarrassing. So, what do you think of? Okay, stop. Because mm -hmm. I often tell people, you really should keep your love life kind of private from social mm -hmm. media because I feel like when things don't go well mm -hmm. you then want to go and say don't ask me questions please we reserve the right to be private during this time but you weren't private during the entire relationship right thankfully it was like I don't I, I keep saying like pre-social media but Facebook wasn't what Facebook is now it was literally like your, your family and your friends so right. I wasn't so when I say everybody knew it was like my friends my line sisters my family my co-workers you know okay. your co-workers be all up in your business you know that so it was people like that it wasn't like me posting like look at this man I manifested it was like my close circle but okay. that was enough that was enough because again I'm a very private person so mm -hmm. the fact that I had told all them this <laughs> and then it did work out uh -huh. and you know the save the dates everybody had to save the dates up on their refrigerator that was like so embarrassing for me and so I literally had this moment with myself where I said you know what I wanted to leave mm -hmm. the school I wanted to just get I wanted a fresh start 
And so I literally like applied to teach in Abu Dhabi. I had, and in order, part of the application process before I could accept that contract, I had to give up my contract here. Mm. So I gave up my contract in Rockdale, accepted the contract to go teach um, overseas. And then literally like two weeks before I was supposed to go, I met some random stranger Never saw this person ever again, but we had lunch and he was talking, you know, he was asking me like, well, why are you really going? You know, like, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. Why are you going to Abu Dhabi? How much money are they paying you? You know, like he was asking me questions mm -hmm. that I hadn't really asked myself. And after that, I had to have a real moment with myself and realize like, you don't even love teaching. It's not like you're going here because mm -hmm. you love teaching. You really are just trying to run away. Run away. Yeah, I'm trying uh -huh. to run away from Abu my Dhabi, problem. Yeah, you running I was way running, away. I was running way away. And it was very obvious. Yeah, I'm sure everybody could say, okay, Coriel's just running. Well, I, maybe they didn't say that to me, but again, I've always like done whatever I wanted to do. So nobody was like, he was the first person that said, girl, this is crazy. Like, was any, oh, what about your friends? Were they supportive? They were. They so were they like, weren't oh God, like, girl. So amazing. No, because I think the uh, Sex in the City had just went to Dubai. Mm -hmm. So everybody had saw that. So they so like, why you going to go over there and be the Why were you embarrassed then? Why were you embarrassed? That I had, that ended the engagement. Mm -hmm. It was all me. All of this was me to me. Mm -hmm. This was never anybody like in my ear, like, girl, I can't believe it was it a story that you portrayed in it your own was, mind. Yeah, it was. You did could anybody not even say, make this relationship last. Did anybody say when you broke up with him, girl, I knew it. I didn't want you to do it. I hate when people do that. Came out the woodwork. And I'm like, y'all was just going to let me ride off to I hell hate that, with right? this man? Yeah, and I'm not that. Like, my friends, y'all can be mad at me, mm -hmm. but I'm at least going to know that I told you, like, that mm -hmm. I told you how I really felt. And it's probably because of that. Because so many people are like, you know, I thought he was a little. And it's like, you were just going to. Well, you know, you gotta you gotta play it close on that because not with me. Tell me. Well, see that you're one of the few. You go to most chicks talking about their dude. And it's they get a, mad. It, they gonna get mad. They are gonna tell him. Next thing you know, y'all not gonna be friends you. no yeah. more. It's it can and be that's real happened to messy. Me with friends before, but guess yeah. what? Years go by and you come back around and say when it don't work out. I've had that happen so mm -hmm. many times mm -hmm. where girls have gotten mad at me and then literally they come back and they like you know you were right. Mm -hmm. I, I just thought you was. I don't have no reason to hate on nobody. I learned in high school, girl. I got jacked up in a, um, uh, 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 what you call those, lockers. I went to my girlfriend telling her about her dude. Mm -hmm. Next thing I know, I'm getting ready to go to biology class. An old boy came up to me, got me by the collar. She's standing behind him. And I was up in the daggone uh, locker. I'm like, yo, you not going to say nothing to him? And she just, you know, and I'm like, oh, from that Love point on. Love is a hell of a dream. Yes. He even tried to run me down with a car crazy so i said i am never talking yeah. anymore yeah. you can deal with your own because you stayed with him he was a monster he was a beast but um i learned a lesson mm. stay out of people's business now i'm not staying out i'm sorry friends <laughs> and my friends but you know what my friends know what to tell me and what not that i mean they don't they not gonna they because well, i'm I think not you know what kind of, you probably have a certain group of friends yeah. that yeah yeah and i'm yeah. just i can't I can't sleep at night watching you just ride off into the sunset with like a lunatic. A loser, right? Like, yeah, I can't. But you know, there's a lot of people doing that. Mm -hmm. Just because, again, the pressure. The pressure to just be able to say, I have a plus one. Yep. It's a lot. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you decided then, you had met a stranger. He asked you about Abu Dhabi. Mm-hmm. And then you said, wait a minute. I said, wait a minute. What are you really doing here? And I mean, this was like, like I said, it was like two weeks before I was supposed to leave. So I had... Put my con I, like I had connected with. I don't think I had a renter yet for my condo, but I had a management company that I was working with. I had gave away. 
I wear a size 10 shoe, and I have two homegirls that wear a size 10. They got all my shoes. I gave away, like, all of my stuff uh-huh. in preparation. They ain't giving my shoes back either when I decided I to stay. I know. And I'm like, I felt so like, <laughs> way about that. But I had done all of the things mm-hmm. to, to move, and then I literally just had to ask myself, like, you're running, but you can't hide. You're going to have to come back. It was mm-hmm. only for two years, so mm-hmm. you're going to have to come back. Um, and, yeah, I decided not to go. And because I decided not to go, I didn't have my job here anymore. I didn't have that job, and so the summer was coming to an end. And you know, when te- when the summer's coming to an end, those checks are about to stop coming. Mm-hmm. And so I literally, where this idea came from, I cannot tell you. I have no idea, but I decided to go to bartending school at the end of the summer, and that was probably one of the best. My mama had to pay for me. Shout out to my mama. She had to pay for me to go to bartending school. That was one of the best things that I could have done because that. So. Taking a couple steps back, mm-hmm. because I had gotten out of this relationship and because I should have never been in the relationship, I was putting this pressure on myself. I wasn't ready to be a wife. I ended up starting um, this organization called the Single Wives Club. Okay. And it was all about single women preparing to become wives. Because after you know my engagement, I just started looking for resources. Like, how can I make sure I avoid this ever again? How can I prepare? Because I knew I still wanted to be a wife. Mm-hmm. I just didn't want to marry this guy. Mm-hmm. And so I started to try to find resources and zero and I mean like nothing. nothing Therapeutic. Ex- nothing existed for mm-hmm. just single women. Mm-hmm. You know, you can find like premarital counseling stuff once you have a mate. But for just single women, there's nothing out there. And so I started this, you know, me and my homegirls in my in my condo just trying to figure it out. Um, and so bartending school actually allowed me the freedom during the day and the money at night to be able to like build this business. And that was my first like step into entrepreneurship. So one of the things you did was you recognize the need. Mm-hmm. I tell people this all the time, solve a problem, become a millionaire. Yep. Period. And so it doesn't it doesn't require you to have to be super ingenious. Mm-mm. And usually if people pay attention to their experiences and their pain, the answer is right in front of your face. Yep. But you ignore it many times. So the whole purpose that you went through what you went through led me to to that pain led me to my purpose that's right sure. that's yep. right and it and I tell people this all the time your millions reside in your pain mm-hmm. but most people don't want to deal with it they're too ashamed yep. too embarrassed most people wouldn't even have sat here and told the story you just told now oh, I probably tell it because yeah. that I like when you said like that was you know crucial it literally was everything mm-hmm. because I found myself through that mm-hmm. I found my purpose through that your I, voice I launched my business through that mm-hmm. I you know, that the Single Wives Club is what, like, put me on the map. You know, if you Google me and you see all of those media accolades, that mm-hmm. came from me starting the Single Wives Club, mm-hmm. which came from that painful experience. So there's no shame in my game. And I think that's why it was so successful is because I never was ashamed of it. It was like, this is just something I went through. Let me help you not go, go through, through the same, same thing. thing. Yeah. And so the Single Wives Club, is that how you became so popular or was it Instagram that became? No, it was the Single Wives Club. Okay. Yeah, and... and you, it, crazy again I was I was bartending Mm -hmm. you know like just picking up gigs and I was doing like a wine something here in Atlanta and Frank Ski came by my came by my booth and literally somehow started telling him about the single wives club he thought it was the craziest thing in the world the next day he mentioned it on his radio show like two days after that they called me they got the lines were going crazy Mm -hmm. the people just you know this concept of the single wives club is it crazy is it needed yada 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 and that is what actually 
turned it into like a business because before so that, shout out to just, Frank Ski shout right shout out to Frank Ski. shout out to Frank yes shout and out congratulations to, Frank. to him he just went um, syndicated uh-huh, finally uh-huh, he got yeah. he's been at this game yeah, for a long yeah, time yeah. too so shout out putting to him putting some respect on his name yes, yes yes but he literally put me on the map um, and you know I mean if you're not here in Atlanta like Frank Ski with the morning show like was yep. it so just that mention and then them bringing me on that's what turned it from just like a passion project to like an actual business because then people wanted to know how can they be a part of it like what did I have that other people could come to and that's what made me get serious about okay I gotta make this something for so real. how did you monetize it um events okay so again I'm not I'm a I'm a teacher so mm-hmm. I'm like well how can we and it was all education based because okay. obviously I'm not a wife mm-hmm. I'm a student right mm-hmm. so I'm solving a problem I'm solving my own problem and realizing that other people have this problem as well and so we started with just education and we're called like single wife socials mm-hmm. and so I literally would bring together single women I would bring wives in and they would teach us stuff and so that is how I started um, monetizing it I wasn't, what type of stuff were y'all teaching how to cook or what, n- what? so so they were talking about um, communication I had a lot of life coaches so I had wives Mm-hmm. That we're talking about, you know, what they wish they would have known before they got married. Um, things that they that single women could do now to prepare um, to become wise. Mm-hmm. And then I had life coaches and matchmakers and um, relationship coaches and just anybody that I could basically find that I felt like. Would but add wait value. a minute, Coria. Most yes. of these relationship coaches I'm finding really aren't that great in relationships. You know, that's true. But one of the ones that was really good, mm-hmm. she wasn't great in relationships herself. That's and what she my- was. She was good though. But how is she good if she's not good? At, I don't understand it. You like, know, is she just saying theory? So, or? but this is the thing. This is that's some of the pushback I got as the leader of the single wives club. The mm-hmm. number one thing people would say, but but you're single, right? And it's like, but I see the need. But you knew right? the journey. You I were going the journey, through the journey. I saw the need, and I'm an educator. Like right. my degrees are in education. I could put together a curriculum, and mm-hmm. so that was always my thing. Like I'm not teaching the classes. I'm just hosting the classes. Right. You know, I'm bringing right. in experts. But that that is very true. Um, and even today like some of the the you know the relationship experts that i'm still connected with they're single as hell themselves but they right. maybe knowing. knowing what though see to me but see that's where the wives came in okay that's where the wives came in because my whole thing was like connecting happy wives which if you're not happy in your relationship nine times i'm saying you're not gonna be volunteering to come do this work well people anyway. are do anything and these if a clout well, back then, Let's again, about, this was like come on, Corey, yeah, you know, it's a whole lot of people out here fronting. That's true. It's a lot, but I don't. This was like twenty thirteen. You know, this was like very up, early. You could be happy as a wife. That doesn't mean he's happy as a husband. That's true. That's true. But you can't. Okay. Control, but you can't <laughs> control that part. You right. can't control but, that well, part. My, but but if you're going to be talking about a marriage, marriage requires two people. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I just want to I just think that when people give out advice on marriage, it's very difficult to do because you're giving it from your perspective. Mm-hmm. You don't really know what his his thoughts are. You really don't even know what he's doing. Mm-hmm. We don't even really know what she's doing. It's just difficult. And then everybody's situation is different. Very true. So I think it's it's never like excuse me, like mm-hmm. a recipe no. for, you know, you right. this, 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 and this, and then this is going to be the end result. I think it's more so just something to pull from. Because if we're being honest, aunties ain't having the conversations. Mm-hmm. Mamas, I came from a two-parent home, but I don't want my mama's advice on marriage. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to duplicate 
what she did. See, that's when I had a conversation just last week with some of the people here in the office, right? And they were, and I asked them, I said, hey, is your grandmother married? And she was like, yeah, but that's not that. That ain't what I want. But this is the thing. When you have been married for 40, 50, 60 years, mm-hmm. there has been peaks and valleys. I just celebrated mm-hmm. 24 years of marriage, right? Thank so you. So you couldn't give relationship advice? I can give advice from where I sit. Being, if it was another alpha woman mm-hmm. that was married to an alpha male. And it would be and helpful the chap- for somebody. Right. right. But the point is, if it was someone who was a beta woman, I don't know that my advice would suffice. But my my whole thing was it's better than the nothing that we're getting. It's better than the nothing that was out there. Well, but aunties and grandma and all them was trying to give advice, but Mm -hmm. nobody wanted to hear from them because their marriage to the... See, the inside... When you see the inside, the inner workings, Mm -hmm. the inner workings is the truth. That's the truth. Mm -hmm. And most people think that what they see on social media is the truth. Who's it's thinking the, that? It's the inner workings. And I, so, I a thousand percent agree with what you're saying. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is it was never like, again, you do this, this, and this, and then you're going to live happily ever after. That wasn't the thing. It mm-hmm. was just giving people something to consider. Something because to consider. everything is not going to be foolproof. Nothing. You know, you can do, you could tell me I'm an alpha, alpha, I'm an alpha woman. I am your perfect person. Mm-hmm. And I go home. And my man be like, girl, sit down somewhere. Like, it, mm-hmm. it, it's not. Because you got to know how to turn it on and, and turn it and off. And we're people. Right. Everybody's different. Right. Everybody's different. And we evolve. So the person you were 24 years ago is not who you are today. And so you all had to evolve and mm-hmm. grow together. Mm-hmm. So I don't think there's any one formula. But I do think considering other people's experiences is important. It is very important. I think listening to auntie who had the jacked up marriage See, auntie, is important too. But it's you know important. what? But you know what? I was I was only pulling from from my experience. So my mother was married and I have one aunt that was married. Mm-hmm. My grandma was married but nobody else. But see, so, I learned a lot from the jacked up auntie relationships mm-hmm. cuz it did something to me very early on that said you will never be vulnerable enough to have to depend on another person mm-hmm. to eat, sleep, breathe. Mm-hmm. And when I, I and that clicked in me early. And then not to mention my father also told me at 13 years old, he said, I'm going to teach you principles because number one is no guarantee that you're ever going to get married. Because that was during the time when marriages and stuff, you didn't know mm-hmm. if your daughter was going to get married or not. 13. And then the second thing he told me was never have more children than you can afford to take care of by yourself. So those are principles at 13 that stick in my head today. But seeing my auntie sit back and be miserable and can't go anywhere because the money is tied to someone else said something to me. That won't be me. Mm-hmm. So I think it's something that you can learn even in the bad relationships. No, for sure. You can learn what's, what not to do. And sometimes that's just an important, as important as learning what to do. But mm-hmm. sometimes there's no conversations to be had. So if you are not just observant and mm-hmm. noticing those things, then you walk away with nothing. Mm-hmm. And so my aunties, they weren't getting married. Not only were they not getting married, it was like shame around relationships. Like I'm not bringing up. No, Two of my aunties, I ain't never seen a man ever in life. Yes, to the man, point where, I, I know. <laughs> to the point where when I brought my now Made you husband, feel guilty. My auntie referred to him as like your friend or something. And I had to correct her. Like, no, this is my man. It was, it was this thing it around. It could be a little jealousy. I don't know what I think it was. it's jealousy because I used to have an a, a auntie that would tell me, 
you see how I am. I'm single and I'm proud and I'm doing well and I'm da da da. Be like me. You're be lying. like that. Yeah, lying. you ain't happy, sis. You're not, You're not happy. I'm You're not saying that you have to be married to be happy. But companionship, everybody wants. Nobody wants to die alone. Alone. Period. Right, rest in peace to Kevin Samuels. Nobody wants to die oh, alone. Oh, Kevin was my dude. What, what, your thoughts? I thought Kevin's delivery was terrible. Terrible. I thought that his theories were on, on point. point. Kevin made me think about stuff that I didn't think about. Mm -hmm. He made me because he had them statistics, baby. He oh. had some research to back. And it he up. made me check myself. Mm -hmm. And I didn't. And then I also couldn't blame him too much because the women. You came you here. You volunteered and you called came on to that his line. House and you, he going to treat you how he treat people <laughs> at his house. I never felt bad for those. Not even, not only did I not feel bad, me and my husband would, would, would listen and watch together. And mm -hmm. not only did I not feel bad, I couldn't even defend them. Because they would say some of the most Stupid ridiculous stuff. things. It's like, girl, the you're making but us look bad. They called on there, I think, to disrespect him, too. And mm -hmm. I think we have to realize, too, that they're... Disrespect won't be tolerated. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not saying that I'm a pro Kevin Samuels person, but I will tell you that he made me think mm -hmm. differently. And that's what I appreciated about him is that he brought he brought forth the conversation mm -hmm. because a lot of our community is not having the conversation. Mm -hmm. And if we are, it's usually from a, oh, it's going to be OK. Pacifying. Yeah. Or mm -hmm. like, you know, the right man will just love you. And it's mm -hmm. like. Yes, the right man will love you, but you're gonna have to bring something to the table. You're gonna have to give. Him what are you bringing to, to the table? And, and it can't. This is another thing he brought to the. T he said was, "Don't think that it makes you a high value woman just you because you have degree. degree." Nobody cares Hello. about that. The man you want, like the men you don't want, are gonna care about the money. You <laughs> right, have. right. But men who are also bringing something to the table, they don't care about that. That's just extra. And even the ones who are not bringing as much as you to the table don't want to always be reminded. Yeah. Yeah, that. that that is like your I think that was especially for black women because you know the research everything the studies mm -hmm. are all showing how the rate at which we're graduating college the rate at which we're starting businesses the mm -hmm. amount of money we're making and it's like we literally carry that as, like as a our badge resume. of honor yeah, like this and is we said we're high we value women because mm -hmm. of that yeah and one of the things he made me think about he said but why are you going so it was a young lady I think it was um it was social justice. No, 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 no. It was criminal justice. But she didn't. She wasn't trying to be an attorney. So he said, why are you getting a Ph.D. in that? You're going to still go down to the county and you're only going to make thirty eight thousand dollars. And you didn't spend all this degree. Right. And you're putting this dude off on the side talking about I'm going to go get a degree. Meanwhile, he's going off and finding Becky mm -hmm. that's ready to make the cookies right now. Mm -hmm. He just made you think about why you were making the decisions yeah, you that you were making. Yourself. You yeah. could not listen without checking yourself. So rest in peace to Kevin yeah, Samuels. Yeah. I'm really wondering who's going to be next. Not necessarily. Listen, I'm not wondering. I wish y'all would stop, too, because some people I feel like are trying. They too, try hard, too hard, right? I don't think he, I mean, I know a lot of the stuff that he was doing was like, because he obviously had a platform and it was entertaining and mm -hmm. all of those things. But at the root of it, I think he really had good intentions. Authentic. It is yeah. a lot of people who I feel like are just saying things for like. Shock factor. Yeah. They're trying to, but you know what though? That's whenever, those people never really succeed. No, not I always last. tell people all the time, listen. They're just annoying. Yeah. They're you can, And you can see it a mile mm -hmm. away. Mm -hmm. You can see it a mile away. Okay. So. Single Wives Club is yep. now closed. It is shut down at the moment. It's shut down. Is it? You planning on bringing it back? I don't. I'm praying about it. Okay. I'm praying about it. The ladies still need help. They got on my nerves though. That's why I ended up uh, <laughs> letting it go because it was 
single women were my heart, my my biggest headache mm-hmm. because again, they were like, "This is who I am. Take me as I am. Where's the man?" And it's like, no, that was Won't never listen. my message. Mm-hmm. That my message was like literally our tagline was "Become a better woman before becoming a wife." It's like you make this list. But then you got to become the list. That's mm-hmm. one of the things Kevin Samuels stood on. Like, you want this 10, and I'm not just saying physically, mm-hmm. but you want this 10 and you're a 2. It does not make it sense. It doesn't make Why sense. Why would the 10 want the 2? Well, because the 2 didn't realize they were 2. Exactly. That exactly. was the real deal. But and then people got mad about that. accept it. But people got mad about his chart. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he asked you to rate yourself, sis, and you right. couldn't even lie about it. You couldn't <laughs> even lie about it. But again, that was the thing. It's making you think. Right. Something that has never been brought to your attention because a lot of us, we're just, oh, you you know, you're beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's going to be okay. And won't tell like, the truth. Won't tell the truth because the truth hurts. Would you have interviewed Kevin? Absolutely not. I, you would not have? Absolutely. I, would you have been worried about the backlash or what? No. I would not have been worried about. So, okay, maybe I would have interviewed him, but I would not have gone to his platform I would let me tell you something Kevin Samuels was my dream to interview? work with not interview but and from you know I'm also a producer mm-hmm. I wanted to work with him to produce some projects mm. I knew then that if I had reached out to him there was a cancel culture out mm-hmm. it is a cancel mm-hmm. culture out and I knew that at that particular moment was not the time and I had it he was on my bucket list to eventually mm-hmm. work with him and produce a show I had a live podcast a couple weeks ago, and the last panel was a panel of guys, and Mm -hmm. one of them mentioned Kevin Samuels, and when I say the crowd was, they damn near booed, you know, because it's such a sore, and again, I think it was his antics, you know, some of his antics were a little like, why you you ain't got to play. But I wanted to go in. See, this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to go into the mind. I think many people still they don't know who, why, Mm -hmm, how, mm -hmm. where did Kevin come from. Mm And I wanted to delve into that. Mm-hmm. Who is the real person? But then, too, like what you said, like how can you be this relationship person and you got relationships jacked up? He was like that, too. Well, but, and but, people started finding that out. And I think that was it jacked to, up. I don't I don't know his business, but well, what this was is put the thing. out there. He had been married before. Mm-hmm. It, th- my biggest problem, Coriel, is these relationship experts. They ain't never been married. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Don't have no kids. So you but they trying to tell me what to do. So do so. Would you you would respect advice more from somebody who got married and it didn't work out than yes. somebody who's never been? Let married. me tell you something. I respect people who've gone through the process. So gotcha. if you've been through it, it worked. It didn't work. You're now divorced, and now you're going to tell me these are the to things be. to watch out for. Mm-hmm. If you go down this path, you're going to end up like me. Blah blah blah. I respect people who've gone through the process. And gotcha. I think in this day and time that we live in, so many people have become super uber rich and they haven't gone through the process. Mm-hmm. And that's not just in relationships. That's in biz- You have people out here that's business coaches now and they don't even have a business. Their, Their business, business is coaching. Is coaching. Mm-hmm. But how are you coaching me? That's the thing. Beware. That I, the thing. Yeah, yeah. So those are things that I watch out for. Mm-hmm. I really do. I really, really do. So I think, you know, those are things that challenge me. But okay, so Single Wives Club is on hold. On hold. On hold. But then I saw that you've had some major conferences Mm -hmm. and you've done a lot of great things in the community. What are you working on right now? Ooh, I am in the lab right now. Um, actually, about to start dabbling in, in your space um, in terms of media. So I started really? my yeah, I started my um, media company a couple years ago and mm-hmm. didn't ever really. 
I got busy doing other things and mm-hmm. didn't ever really fulfill um, what I truly want to do with it. But something that people have asked me year after year after year that I just kind of shot away from was, you know, getting more recognition. So going from, you know, unknown to being known and, mm-hmm. you know, how have I been able to do it? And because it's something that has kind of come natural for me, I never really felt comfortable helping other people do it because I'm not that person that's going to lie and pretend, mm-hmm. you know, and try to tell you what to do when I haven't done it. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm working on. I'm in the lab working on that right now, figuring out what that looks like. But I know that that's a space, um, you know, that... So that, you don't know, are you looking to be a publicist? Or absolutely you not. Okay. Not looking to be a publicist. Um, really just looking to help people prepare to, to um, position themselves to be on different platforms. Got you, got yeah. you, yeah. And creating their own platforms because that's mm-hmm. something I've done across the brands that I've established, it's really been building these platforms, hosting these events, putting out podcasts, creating um, content, which, you know, I mean, it's you can't avoid being a content creator mm-hmm, these days mm-hmm. if you are making money online. So just helping people package that up. Happily married now, right? Happily. How long have you been? Happily. <laughs> How long have you been married? Um, I got married January 1st, 2021. So, oh, uh, you are a newlywed. I'm a newlywed. Congratulations. Thank you. New wife, so no new mommy, wonder all the, the single wives club you know, is on year, hold. The year I stopped doing it is the year I met my husband. Ah. So what do you think it God. was? You think it was? Uh, what do you think it was? Manifestation? You stopped talking about what you didn't have and stop focusing on what you did. What do you I think? I think that was? was part of it. I mm-hmm. also think I will say though I had I still had the single wives club when I met him, and I do think that that was like you know if for a marriage minded man to meet a woman that has this type of business, I do think that gave me a little you know that, that a little, little points. Okay, yeah, that, gave me, that gave me some points. <laughs> like you're really doing this work. Like mm-hmm. you really are preparing. So I do think that that was a good look. But I think that my I realized. When I realized that he was my husband, I realized that all this stuff I had been preaching is 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 really real. Mm-hmm. And I also realized that y'all don't want to do the work. And mm-hmm. I'm not about to keep wasting my time beating y'all in the head with what you need to do. And y'all just want me to be a matchmaker because I'm not a matchmaker. I can't mm-hmm. just deliver a man. And then guess what? If you deliver a dude. You and... ain't going to act like anyway. Right. So we're wasting our so, time. So, yeah. What are we doing here? Right. That's what they want what are some do. of the biggest things you notice that uh, the women do? Some of the most prevalent things you see over and over again that keeps them from meeting that perfect guy. Oh, sleeping with too many men too. Ooh. soon. that's a big one. So, so well, what about sleeping with too many men? Period. Period. Yes, but you know, if you got your numbers up, it ain't much you could do to the erase body them. count. Yeah, right. you can't really go that back. body count. You can't erase. Do you think it. guys care about body count? I mixed. Some, you don't think they some, care? I think some do. I think some don't, and I think some just don't care to know. It, I think the bigger thing is—is is this like a publicly known thing? Because you could be like a private hoe. Yes, I was going to say it, but yes. You could be a private <laughs> hoe and nobody knows about it. You carry yourself well right. nobody knows about right. it. But if you like meet his homeboy and his homeboy knows of you, or you know, that's the thing I feel like men care about because they're all about their pride. Yeah. Um, but I literally had an event this year called the Single Season Summit when I was like feeling like I was going to get back into relationship readiness. Mm-hmm. And I, um, you know, started working with some women and... I was like, no, I don't know if I can do this because Corey, they. No, but it sounds like there's a huge sexual revolution going on right now, though. In what way? It seems like now with the whole Cardi, Megan, Nikki, it's like it's you know it started with little Kim and her, but it's okay to be free. If I want to be with you today, I can be with him tomorrow. I can be with whom I want to, and that's okay. That is okay. It is okay as long as you don't want a husband. It's okay. You're so, free to do. You're free to do. But what if one day you want a husband? You better not. Your social media better not look like you was Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion. 
But Cardi B said, let me show you how I got my ring. It worked for her, right? Did it work for her? Again, we don't know what goes on behind closed doors. True. And a lot of people stay in relationships just to be in relationships. So we are you truly happy? Like I can say with every ounce of, and I, I've been, you know, we've been together five years, mm-hmm. 15 years. I pray that I still feel this way. But I can honestly say there's nothing about my relationship that I'm putting on. Mm-hmm. Like when I see my husband, I really am like, damn. You like, get the God, jitters. Yes, like yes. God did that. And I really <laughs> feel like that. It's nothing fake or Instagram about it. I mm-hmm. think there are a lot of people who want to look like that. And so they stay in it just to say they got something. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. And, and I don't know what Cardi B got going on. Right. But I think that, yes, you can do all of those things. You are free to do all of those things. But does a marriage-minded man want that? Or are you just attracting a man who will sleep with you? So when do you stop sleeping with other men, though? Is it once you become engaged or once you get married or once you Why are steady? you sleeping with multiple men? I, I let's agree. Stop, let's stop but, right there. But, okay, you just said that some of the biggest issues that people have is because sleep- of that, right? So I'm just trying to figure it out. Okay, so yes, multiple men is a thing, but also sleeping with men too soon. I think that, and I don't necessarily subscribe to the rules, like the 90-day rule and all that stuff, Mm -hmm. but I think you need to come up with your own rules. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to tell you a rule, but you, whatever works for you, because you know yourself. That's right. Some women let it all go too soon, and then every single time they're regretting it. But guys are always saying it really doesn't matter if you give it to them day one or day 90. They are lying. They're lying. That works out. Rarely, Okay. Right. But I, again, I've always been a homegirl. So I've had these conversations. That's probably what's helped me too. Is mm-hmm. like, I see what y'all are doing for real. <laughs> and I'm not about to do that. Cause I see how they talking about Right. You. Right. So I've had friends who literally will try you. Like they are going to try you just to see if you're going to go for it. You're going to think, and this is one of those men are from Mars, women are from Venus things because women are going to think, well, if I don't give in, he's not going to really like me. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to mess it up. And men are like, well, if you give in, I'm gonna think you a hoe. I'm gonna think you give in to everybody. And that's so it. I'm so that's even it. if they really like you. Even if they really like you, now you put yourself into this. Box. They're questioning. Yes. Okay. So let's talk about alpha women. Do you consider yourself an alpha woman? I do. Okay. What do you think some of the biggest mistakes alpha women make? Um, putting their business, whether it's a career or their their entrepreneurial journey, above relationships. But how do you turn? How do you make that number two? I don't know if it's making it a number two. I think it's just prioritization because. If you're running a company, mm-hmm. is it ever truly going to be number two? Like there's it literally. Can't. It can't, right? It can't. So I think the the right partner is what's most important. That's what I tell people because I think for me, the reason why I've been able to be married for 24 years is because he knew I was extremely ambitious. He knew what he was signing up for. He knew what he was signing up for. And I remind him of that. Mm-hmm. Whenever you, had, you knew what you were getting. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I think it's important because I think um, – Alpha women have it bad. And if you notice, most alpha women, they stay single exactly. until the end. So I've always said, like, I want some honey to go with my money. That's right. Having this money is cool. Buying yourself all the stuff is awesome. But no. But I tell sisters, too, they may want to just step out the ranks a little bit. And stop waiting on brothers. I, Listen. Wait, wait. What do you mean by that? I mean that if the brothers ain't checking for you, there's a whole lot of other men out here with other nationalities that would. But a lot of us, we are staying too loyal to brothers and brothers ain't loyal to us. Keep looking. Keep looking for the brothers? Yep. I'm sorry. You I think can't, the bro- But you think the brothers looking for us? Yes. You the do? right one. The right one, the right time. I think that you can get what you want. Now, but what's wrong with the other stepping on over there? 
What's wrong with creeping on over to I'm hella black, hella proud, and I want hella black, hella proud children. Yeah, I'm you. raising my children to... I don't want my daughter to be hella alone. You so so, But you got a black son. Let me tell you about my son, though. My son has rules. I told him, don't you even think about it. Don't bring it up see, in here. See? But this is what I see, though. See, I mean, I, no, let me tell you why. Because I look online and I see a lot of the little black girls going to the proms with their girlfriends and alone. And the, the black boys. That's y'all sending these kids to these white schools and they don't have no options. Listen, my son had options. He went to a white school. Mm-hmm. I did not allow for a whole lot of foolishness. So your daughter, you have a daughter? I do. So would you allow your daughter to go to prom with a white boy? I would rather her go to the prom with a white boy than to go to the prom with her best friend. You just not going to the prom, sis. But she went to homecoming this past week. With She's a white 14. boy? No! Oh, okay. I, no, 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 no. Okay. But what I'm saying is I I have relegated my mind to the fact that I do not want her. I had options mm-hmm. upon options. Upon, I ain't bragging, y'all. But options, it was no going no prom. I had, It was multiple proms. Multiple mm-hmm, this. Mm-hmm. Multiple. But the, what I see now, though, Coriel, it's not, that's not the case for because our, I our think young of, black girls. I think because of what you just said, we are telling them, well, you know, these black boys might not be. True. I ain't telling them. I have full faith, and maybe I'm a fool, but I have full faith that there are other mothers out there that's telling their sons what you're telling your son. So my daughter's just going to find one of them. Let me tell you something. And there's a whole lot of Kanye's and Lamar's mm-hmm. and Tristan's. And they know exactly what they're getting into. Mm-hmm. And they keep running over there. Mm-hmm. You know, Kanye used to date a beautiful little girl named Alexis. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Be- before before he- um, Amber Rose? Yeah, before all that. She mm-hmm. was a beautiful brown girl. Where's is- Alexis today? Where is Kanye today? Where is his mind today? Thank you. And I don't, Donda. So then why do you feel like the white man is just going to make it all better for the I'm not going to think it's going to make it all better. I don't want my daughter living her last days alone. So if you a brother have is my, not checking for you her. at 24 years mm-hmm. with your black son mm-hmm. has lost faith in the black man. I have lost faith because I looked at Facebook and Instagram too much, Coriel. Because no, I've ma'am. seen too many prom dates with the little girl going with her friends. But I think they're not having the conversations. I plan on having conversations with my daughter around dating and selecting. And being and, datable. Yeah, and being datable. And, and yeah. White girls, their families are having these conversations. They're teaching They're them. getting sent off to college yes, saying, ma'am. you better not come back with a degree without a man. That's right. We are not having those conversations. So I think if we as mothers intentionally have these conversations with our sons and our daughters, mm-hmm. then we're literally, your son can get with my daughter. My daughter, you know, like it's literally creating a community. Hey, you, you, you're right. Yeah. Because I do. I look across. My son doesn't, you know, I already have somebody in my see, mind for see, him. See, and, and I'm just hoping just out that. Here. Well, no, 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 no. Hold on. Hold on. She across the street no, she not. The white boy. <laughs> don't do it. No, she's not out there. But what I will say is this. I just don't want her living a life alone. See, that doesn't even, that thought does not even, it's not even in my, that's not an option. I am so, and again, this might make me a fool, I don't know, but I am so full of faith that there is another little black boy out there that has been raised to be hella black and hella proud the same way I'm raising my little black boy. And they just gonna find each other. They're gonna find, so you believe in soulmates? I do believe in soulmates. I do. I do. Okay. I do. All right. Well, I just hope and pray. And and like I said, I am teaching my daughter how to also be dateable. Mm -hmm. 
how to Don't be. Don't teach your daughter that it's other options out here. Though. Well, I'm not teaching her that, but what you're I'm doing saying, is making myself the same restrictions I had on my son. I am now making myself a little bit more flexible for her because I just don't want her walking around here looking at everybody else taking beautiful prom pictures and she's just standing to the side. Why would that be a thing, though? Are there not options at her school? Oh, let me tell you something. It's a thing. Look at social media. That is not even in my universe. So you see, so because your babies are small. They are small, but I mean, wait till I, they I get have, old I have enough. Friends with, who have older, and it grinds my gears when I see. But it. do you see it? It's usually the boys, though. That's it is the boys. But my point is, I see it, and it just it makes me wonder. What about my baby? Yeah, no. It makes me wonder. I just I don't wonder. care if I got to hook you up with one of my homegirls. <laughs> like, no, it's just it's not. And I feel like the the pride that I plan on instilling. But like, you if wouldn't you even hook her up, that. though, you what do you? Do it. But what do you think that's going to do to her self esteem? That my mom had to go and find somebody to take me to the prom. That somebody gonna, didn't gonna, choose me. It's going to be better than her going with her homegirls. Yeah, but he didn't choose me. How do you feel when you're not the chosen? You'll get chosen college, sis. But today, <laughs> here's who I got for you. Have a nice, fun night. And that, right, you're not going to do it, right? Yeah, yeah. And I went. To, I went to my junior year. I went mm-hmm. to prom with one of my homegirls. Okay. I didn't feel like, oh my god, I don't have a date. I feel like, girl, we about to go have a great time. So, but, I, but okay, were you dating somebody then? Um, I don't think I had a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. I had a boyfriend my senior year, and we went to prom together. So, did it? It didn't bother you that someone didn't come up to you and say, "Coria, will you I please be my prom date?" No, I just wanted to go to prom and have fun. I didn't. Well, care. what's the point of going to the prom if you don't have a date? We, I don't understand. See, I'm, I'm, I think, I'm confused. I think these new kids is different. What they doing at the prom they though now? Dancing and having a good time. They're not like. They don't care about the pictures and the, I don't know. They just doing the rave. My daughter told me at the homecoming they do something called rave and everybody jumping. Uh, you don't need a date for that. Right. You really I think don't. it's just different. I think what prom used to be and what it is now is just different. And you can't put your prom pressure on your daughter. Like I you know. got to have I, a I've got to calm down. By, I have to calm prom. down. Right. Yes, yeah. true. That's now true. college you can put the pressure on because I do feel like, you know, obviously I met my husband after college, but I do feel like college was like Especially like if you I go messed, to HBCU. Yeah, I didn't go to an HBCU. I went to a predominantly white university. Well, send your daughter to an HBCU. I, you know, I, probably so. And I think that opens up the opportunity it for does, more. because you can have, it's an array. It's an array. Well, you Whatever kind of black boy you want. The techie one, the athletic, like, it's an array. You can. So you think that once you graduate from college, if you don't have your eyes on, because Kevin talked about that. Mm-hmm. He said, once you finish college, if you're, you're in not, yeah, you're in a danger zone if you're not already connected <laughs> yeah. with something or somebody. You believe that to be true? I don't necessarily believe that to be true, but I remember, like, I can remember having the thought of like how difficult dating became after college because it was like in college, everybody's on even playing field. Mm-hmm. It's you literally walk outside your door and there's options. Whereas, and I moved to Atlanta, thankfully, so it was still very black. Mm-hmm. But you go outside. I was a teacher, so I didn't have a bunch of male coworkers. Mm-hmm. I wasn't surrounded by a bunch of men where I had dating options. So it's just very different. Very different. Yeah. So what do you think now about this whole side chick winning thing? Because this weekend, side chicks got, city girls got one point up when Camilla is now the queen. Camilla is the queen. So side chicks got a point. What do you think about it? You think you you do think you just stay in there and wait until the when you become I think that side chicks are miserable and they're pretending you think to so? be winning. Absolutely. Because if you could be 
if you could be the one and only, you can't tell me. You can't convince me. I don't care how many times you say. You can't convince me that you wouldn't prefer that. That's right. You can think and believe that I just get him. You know, I got him on the weekends when he's happy and I don't have a response. But you could tell yourself that all day long. Mm -hmm. But I am not convinced that if you had a choice, you wouldn't want to be the one and only. So that would doesn't you make any sense? Would you me. stop being friends with someone? I have because she was a side chick. Yes. What? So talk. Why? Get it away was a, from me. Right. It was I, against your it personal. Was, I am very, like, I, my. Were you married? No, I was, okay. I was married. I was single as hell. And it still was like, girl, you're making me look, I felt like you're making me look bad. Like, mm -hmm. these men are going to think that I'm willing to do the things that you're doing and it's just not a good look. So, so y'all just cut it off. Yeah. Y'all still on friends today? You are outrageous. No. Did she end up becoming the wife? I don't know what happened to that girl. I you really do know that know. back in the day, mm -hmm. side chicks died alone. Today, they're dying with someone's husband. They, no. I don't know about that. Those side chicks. How they dying with somebody's husband? The wife already died? They, no, they just taken. Like, back in the day, the men did not leave the wives. They stayed. Mm -hmm. You're saying these days the men are leaving. Today... Yes, ma'am. Well, go. Because Kay? you obviously, this ain't the relationship I it's signed not, up for right, anyway. It's so not, right, right. But it also makes women feel like they have to always be on their P's and Q's. Well, you should be. You should be, right? You should be, but not out of fear of competition. Right. I think you should be on your P's and Q's because you want a healthy You shouldn't get too comfortable. I mean, no, not not in business, not in love, not with your friend. No, that's right. I don't think that's an option. I think I agree with you 100. percent But I don't think that gives your man like a right to go out and like. Oh no, I don't think it gives a right. And I also don't think it's just a man in this day and time because what you're finding now, statistics show that women are having more affairs than men are because they're not happy. Right. I don't think, I don't subscribe to the thought that women are just like so sexual, they just got to go out and have sex with somebody. I think that they are trying to make up for something that they feel like they're lacking. I think a lot of women did exactly what you were about to do. Married it's walk down the aisle mm -hmm. because my sorority sisters, my cousins, my friends, everybody else was having baby showers and wedding showers and buying the dress and I want to say yes. Yep. And therefore, now you're seeing where they're looking and saying, somebody save me, help mm -hmm. me. I married the wrong guy. And they don't mm -hmm. want to just admit that. So they're like, I'm just going to find a way to make up for whatever it is that's lacking. Instead of just leaving the marriage and really finding something that fulfills you. Facebook is bad, too. What's Facebook is allowing people to find folks from back in the day, reminiscing, inboxing. A bunch of drama out there on yeah, Facebook. Yeah, you really you got to get off Facebook because you're looking at the prom pictures. <laughs> you got to get off. Of, you know, you got to get off of Facebook. These social networks will mess mess you, you up. up. It yes. will. It will mess your mind. And I think that's where this mental health issue mm -hmm. is coming to play. Mm -hmm. I think that's why we're seeing so many really beautiful women jumping off of bridges because they're thinking that they are not. And so many really successful people killing themselves because and of what's comparing what so, themselves yes. to everybody. Because you know those folks on Instagram are me. Got it all together. No, the folks on Instagram are perfect. Yeah, they are living a. Best Have you life. had trolls? Ah, uh, not really. Well, you're good. I don't think I give out troll vibes. Yeah, it's some trolls out there. I think that I've always had, and you know, I'm not perfect by any means, but I think I've always had very uplifting and empowering platforms i've mm -hmm. never and i'm not very controversial i mean i have my opinions mm -hmm. but i'm not vocal on social media about them you mm -hmm. know i have friends i can talk to so i don't have to like <laughs> put out you know all that but i do have strong opinions so i have not necessarily trolls but i have had you know like 
controversial things that I've posted, usually it's about interracial interracial relationships and the people be mad about it. But I'm standing on that 10 toes down. Like I believe what I believe and I believe in my black man. Okay. Okay. Power. 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 Black man. And then the cancel culture. What do you think about that? I don't want to be canceled. I don't want to be canceled, but let me just tell you something. What it does show is that the youth today has some power. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They have shut some folks down, they businesses, have. people, whatever. Never seen anything like that before. So I'm just giving it all the love because, I mean, but I think that the cancel culture can go a little too far. Too far. Because yeah. I think that people should have the right to have a little. Like you and I both talked about the diversity of our thoughts about mm-hmm. my daughter and dating and so forth. I think it's important to be able to have that without canceling somebody. And, you can, and also, you can disagree without being a hater. Thank you. I think you can have a difference of opinion without you, you know, hating on hating somebody. Hating yeah. Before we close out, hip-hop head or no? Kind of, sort of. Okay. It's not trivia, is it? Well, I just want to know, trivia. top five. <sighs> and you from Shy, so. Kanye's not going to be in my list. What? Um, Are you hating on Kanye? I'm not hating on Kanye. Kanye is okay. I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be biased. Okay. Hip hop though, only mm-hmm. hip hop. Hip hop. Who's your top five? Oh, here we go again. I don't want to tell you. Come on, just okay. Give me a couple of them. Okay, Hove. Okay. Yeah, none of these people are gonna be on. Yay. Mind. Okay. Rock him. Yeah. No. Okay. Wayne. Okay. And KRS One. KRS one way before your time, sis. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit before my time. <laughs> Rakim was a little before my time. Too. Yeah, okay, was. so I'm gonna go with Wayne. Okay. Um, can I? Does Drake count? Oh, Drake is okay. the beast. Yeah. Okay. okay, Wayne, Drake. Um, I love old Nikki. Now, new Nikki. I like Nikki too. I like old Nikki mixtape Nikki. Mm-hmm. Um, two more. Yeah. J. Cole. Um, and then last but not least, what's my last one? Last but not least, I'm going to be mad at myself when I get in the car. I'm like, dang. Um, can I say Tupac? You can, but I just want to know. I have one more. I know that Fonz is telling us we got to wrap up, but I don't understand how you can be from shy and, and not, not Kanye. Just explain that to me. Why? Why not? I Kanye? mean, it's nothing personal, but I've just. I liked 808s and Heartbreaks. Okay. Mm, so you, you just, mm. you don't really vibe I'm with him? A, I'm not a super... Is it a Kardashian situation? No, no, no. A little no. bit. Tell the truth. No, it's just not. Just a little. It's not. Okay, it's just making sure. I, you know what, though? If I'm being <laughs> honest, and y'all don't judge me for this, but I'm not an album girl. I'm a single girl. I'm okay. listening to the singles, like All the right. radio hits. So I've never been like, I got to download your album or go out and buy your album and listen from start to finish, except for like... Wayne and Nikki and mm-hmm. Drake. Other than that, like I'm Ca- not, you a cash money girl then. I'm a cash money, cash no money. limit. Master P. Yeah, oh Master now, P. You know listen. Master P is not a lyricist now. Come it don't on. matter. It don't matter. I love, he, I love P. Listen, what Hello. he did, he was just like just in his own lane. He I revolutionized the he business did. of he music. Did, and I respect that to the fullest. 
masterpiece formula is why we're sitting here today on a podcast mm-hmm. that we fully own ourselves. Mm-hmm, we mm-hmm, tuck mm-hmm. the masterpiece formula. Yep. So we so do he have to make the list. Yeah, we gotta we gotta give him some. And I don't even think Master P gets the list of when you talk he about. He don't get nothing. He, he don't get none get of his none, flowers. Not even for business. Like people. That's just what don't I'm saying. Yeah. Because you take you think about Jay, you think about Diddy. They think, all yeah, follow fifty yeah. all of them, but they you know. Russell, because mm-hmm. Russell was first. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's back it up, Russell. But I don't think that people really give um, P. They don't. Mm-hmm. They don't. And I'm glad that I thought of him. I'm glad you said yeah. something too. Yeah. Well, Corio, thank you so much, girl. I just enjoy me. having you here today. Thank we could talk you. about the wives stuff. Yes, right? yes. So look, thank you so much, and I look forward to seeing you and checking out your yes, podcast. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having All right, we're out of here, and see you next time on Chronology. What everybody else got to say. If you constantly got your eyes on what everybody else doing, you ain't getting no money. When it comes down to closing the deal, I